Hello, and welcome to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. The aim of this podcast is to inspire, equip, and challenge you, our listener, to be an active and effective evangelist. I'm your host, Gerhard, a missionary here at CCO. In today's episode, Andre, Angel, and myself have a conversation on what it means to go back to your family during Christmas as a missionary disciple, particularly for families that are not fully engaged with the faith or are actually hostile to your faith. Before we get started, if you have any questions about evangelization, please email us at podcast at cco.ca and we'll answer them in a future episode. All right, let's dive in. Andre and Angel, welcome. Hey. Great to be here. Yeah, so we're on to week three of our Advent series. Um, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, this is a an Advent preparatory series, but we're doing things a little differently here. Uh, we are a missionary organization, so our focus for this Advent series is how do we lead others to Christ through the Advent season? The first episode we did was aimed at the parish, so how can we use Christmas as a means to bring others into a relationship with Christ? Things that you can do in the parish itself, as well as uh, we had a great conversation on how to make a homily that can really cut to the heart for particularly those that are only showing up to Mass uh, Christmas and Easter. And then last week's episode was on the world and really not seeing Advent as a time to get defensive or fearful over the fact that Christmas is being eaten away by commercialization and the world, but actually as an incredible platform to witness to our faith to others in a way that invites others to respond positively. And this week, we're ha- we're going to be having a conversation on the family. How do we bear witness to our faith, and how can we be a missionary disciple to our family over the Christmas holidays? Particularly, we really want to hone in on those families where you have a personal relationship with Christ, you're on fire for your faith, but your family is either not engaged, but not necessarily... Um, opposed to the idea or for for some of you who may have families that are actually opposed to you practicing your faith and well I think what you're trying to say Gerhard is um, and it's a common experience is whatever the situation is that my family doesn't share the same faith mm-hmm. as I do I mean they're not at the same place as I am and that is I would say the common experience for most practicing Catholics is that they're engaging over the uh, you know the Christmas well, let's holidays. Say missionary disciples. Yeah, missionary but, disciples. People are practicing Catholics and yeah, very yeah, you know. exactly. Okay, missionary disciples that you know we're, we're celebrating this very important time of the, our faith, and people don't share that, and so it's really hard to navigate that. So the discussion is going to kind of talk about how we're going to talk about discuss. How you, you know, what, what are the dynamics and how do, how do we continue to be a real witness, um, but at the same time don't compromise our faith during this time? Yeah, because so. the family dynamics are actually us at our worst. We are the worst missionary in our family context because they know our weaknesses and we act like 14-year-olds when we go home. Yeah, like our bad attitudes just come out, our bad behaviors come out, the we're we're at our worst at home, mm-hmm. and our siblings know it, and our parents know it, and our cousins. And know by it. the way, they're at their worst. Also, and they are too. I, I think maybe maybe it's not we're at our worst, 
but we're at our most honest place, meaning we've, we've kind of, in our families, we kind of let, yeah, down, we let our down our guard. guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's like background and there's yeah, issues history, like, yeah. right and people do things that trigger us and like yeah and and our family they all know the exact buttons to push to get the right reaction that we sure. don't want to give and particularly if we're coming in with a missionary disciple mindset to a family that as receptive as we'd like it they will push the buttons yeah i, I was reading the screw tape letters and you know um uh, that in the letter it talks about how uh, the son is so irritated by the mother, the twitch of the mother, the way she twitches her eye drives me crazy. But I'm unaware that my twitch drives my mother crazy. So it it's just a twitch is causes yeah. the breakdown of a family. Uh, we could talk a lot about this, but let's just get right into it. Okay, what, what are we going to do? Anshad, any suggestions? Well, yeah, Don't I show just, up. Yeah, maybe just uh, send a letter. Yeah, you know, a Christmas a card. Skype. Yeah. Um, no, but also the other dynamic is that now you are claiming to be really, really religious now. So now the judgment level goes even higher. Like, oh, he thinks he's so good. She thinks he's so good. Like, oh, let's see what she's really like. So there's almost like a subconscious poking your buttons a little bit more to see, like, have you really changed? And of course, we are weak humans and it's our family. So we just like, we just, do the wrong things all the time. So now we've got the Christmas thing. And so as missionary disciples, we can be protective of Jesus. We we want to defend Jesus and we see our family not honoring Jesus or being into Jesus or doing Christmas with Christ at the center of Christmas. And we get defensive about for Jesus on his behalf. And we're more defensive because we have less tolerance for our family. Yeah. Tolerance is, a, yeah, we're less patient with our family. I'll just give you an example. I remember I I had my conversion in 1982. It was in July of 1982. And I like my conversion had a profound impact on my life. But Christmas has always been very special for me. So as I was approaching Christmas, I was living in Fort McMurray at the time. But as I was approaching Christmas, I was so excited because I, 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 I have beautiful memories growing up of Christmas. And so now I wasn't only bringing memories and family dynamics, which always were very positive, um, to this Christmas, I was bringing faith. So we arrived home. I arrived home on the 23rd. It's a great time to arrive home around the 23rd. Everything is just ready. Everyone's anticipating. Arrived there. Everybody's happy. We just have a beautiful time on the 24th. Everyone's going to midnight mass. That's what we did back then. That was a long time ago. So no one was saying, I'm not going to mass. Now they are, by the way. My family, my extended family, many aren't interested in going and not going. But back then we all went. Well, when I got there, um, we always arrived about a half an hour early. Had to do that uh, back then, midnight mass. And I took out my Bible and I began to read the Christmas story as if it was happening right here and right now. I Like, I was just moved to the core. I mean, I, I, it was, I was crying. It was so beautiful. Like, here it is, the night. And you were sitting with the family, of course. So, so you know what I did? I passed my Bible to my brothers and sisters and said, read that. And they started reading. You could see they looked at me 
with confusion in their eyes and going, um, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and, and I was, yeah, I was uh, looking at him and saying, can't you see this? They didn't see it. I <laughs> see what, what happened there is, I mean, it, it happens, but I was bringing my experience uh, at my level, what I was experiencing, and I was imposing it upon them. I was expecting them to have the same reaction that I was having. They couldn't. They couldn't absorb or experience. They weren't where I was at. So I failed to kind of be there. I, I you know, it, it, I, I guess I, I'm saying I imposed my experience upon them. It not They weren't in, in negative, but they weren't receptive. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really the one of the first responses, and I think the most natural response for all of us, when we have something that we're so excited about, we want to tell everyone. And that telling everyone is more like, here, you need to have this. I'm like forcing this upon you rather than more of a, like, let's build a relationship around this and let's work through it together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's something that all of us can get into, particularly as missionary disciples going back to a family is like, I have something so amazing. You all, we're going to, you're getting all of this right now. <laughs> yeah. Like we're we're going to, we're going to force this square peg into the round hole and you're all going to come into Christmas yeah. together I mean, with me. Th- the storyline, the narrative of Christmas is exactly that. God meets us where we're at. He didn't bring us into where he was or impose, you know, um, heaven upon us. He came mm-hmm. in the form of a baby yeah. so that we could all relate to him. I think it was mm-hmm. St. Augustine or was it St. Thomas Aquinas? I don't know. One of the saints said, God became man, one of us, so that we, he could make us a share in his life. Uh, that was a terrible quote. Um, but it was, he came to meet us where we're at, not to leave us there, but eventually bring us. But he had the patience and the humility to just sit there and not impose, but just be there. The silence of the night. And maybe that's the model we should be taking with our family is just be there and uh, enjoy the silence of the night. Meaning this is a time, if there's ever a time to be a witness, this is a time with our family. Well, family is the thing, right? Because the people we desire to evangelize the most is our family. Mm-hmm. We have an ache for our family, whether they're children or siblings or parents. We ache for them to know the love of Christ and his freedom and mercy. But we're 14 years old, and so we don't deal with them in in good ways, and they can't receive it in good ways. It's just there's a... There's a that's it's too volatile it's just there's a thing going on there right so there's this dynamic and this great great desire so for those missionary disciples going home for christmas really like unless the lord gives you um, a clear open door for speaking uh preaching you know preaching in a soft way proclaiming the truth your witness is going to be your life your witness is going to be your warmth your kindness your understanding your joy your joy like it's going to be what you are not what you say and you will eventually get those opportunities they will come through a heart to heart or something but the 
you have a lot of trust um, points to make yeah. with family. And at Christmas, when we're protecting baby Jesus, <laughs> um, we have to just like a little bit calm down. So, uh, you know, okay, I'm just thinking practically. First off, I think is the attitude that we have. That's, you know, before Christmas, mm -hmm. before we go home, we have to put into our mind, make a decision um, that I'm going to approach this Christmas with my family with a generous heart. I mean, I'm going to have the heart of Christ. I'm going to meet, like, I'm going to be a baby in a manger. I'm going to be silent. I'm, I'm just going to, my, you know, the fact that I'm there is going to be my great witness. So I I bless my family. Yeah, I'm not going to be angry at them for not going to church or to, you know, to have kind of lost the spirit of Christmas. I'm not going to make a judgment. I'm going to love. And that's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. But we can start. We can at least, you know, make a decision that this Christmas is not about being angry at them offending Christmas, but but about me choosing to love them by meeting them where they're at, being the child Jesus to them. I know it just sounds a little... No, it, it is easier said than done. Like in, in family dynamics, it is really hard. I'm thinking of Ken Yazinski. He says, you know, what's the next loving thing to do? And that is a great mantra to have to go home for Christmas is what's the next loving thing I can do in this, in this family um, for the greater glory of God. And... And you will win brownie points with family. That this will this will build um, a platform for you in the family. But yet you are also needing to celebrate the birth of Christ and observe those holy days. Oh, so right? you don't miss mass because so you're don't miss mass. But so no, this is a, another dynamic that's going to often be crunchy with families. Is you when you go to mass, you're messing up the the, the family celebrations. So. There's a few ways you can approach it, but you just need to know. I, I guess like like markers, philosophical markers on it is you you do not want to miss those masses, but you also don't want to be a um, a burden or a um, a stumbling block. Yeah, a stumbling block to your family in it. Cause so, disruption by, yeah. for example, you're saying uh, you're saying earlier if the if it's family tradition to have. Uh, dinner at six o'clock Christmas Eve, but you want to go to the best masses at seven o'clock because, you know, a lot of people that you know are going to be there and it's best music or whatever, whatever it might be that you make the decision to go at seven that would cause disruption in the family dynamics. That I would think, would you say it's a good decision or would you say pick something that's a little bit more kind of... Uh, um, hidden and um... I, I think I think a lot depends on the situation. So mm -hmm. if if the only mass is at seven, yeah, you have to go. Yeah, exactly. So if but that that's means never the case, it's Christmas is never the case. There's masses everywhere at almost every time of day. That's right. But going back to the point, if we are missionary disciples and we long to convert our families, family requires the most trust in the relationship to get to that point mm -hmm. where we can have an intentional spiritual conversation with mom, dad, brother, sister, children. It's about the long game. Mm -hmm. if, if we really want to win their That's souls, right. it might mean that, okay, this Christmas, eh, I may, I might, I will fight this battle. Yeah. 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll retreat a little bit here. I'll go to mass at a Admit, different yeah. time that, that it's almost like I'll be, uh, what's the word, um, kind of hidden, um, there's a self-gift in this. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and that Jesus is in itself in a, a sacrificial offering of prayer, intercession for your family. Like I'm going to choose the mass time or place or location that is not my preferred, but I'm going to offer it up for the salvation of my family because this will cause the least disruption for my family. You could stand for your rights and say, like, we should all be going to the primo mass for Christmas Eve that every, all the who's who goes to. Um, but that's only going to like set you back five years in your trust with your family. Exactly. It's not worth that battle. Yeah. I, I fully agree with you. You know, just pick the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I say like St. Paul himself brings this mm-hmm. up in scripture. He says, I become all things to all peoples that's that right. Christ's glory may be proclaimed. If the greatest evangelist in history mm-hmm. did that, are we really better than him to be like, no, no. Well, like, Jesus, everyone else is going to follow my way. Jesus himself did it. Yeah. Again, he, he humble, he, he was in the form of God and he, you know, he took the form of a slave, humbled yeah. himself, you know? So he met us where we're at. Uh, so that's, you know, like to, to, to suggest that actually I have the right to, right. as a, as a Christian to go to mass and uh, demand other people because that's what it is. It's Christmas night and we should all go and we're all Catholic. We need to go. Well, um, I think that would be the antithesis of who Jesus is. Yeah. I mean, he met people the way he did it. He met people where they're at. Um, so, yeah, I, I think. But that's a good little display you gave there because that is how we talk to our families. Like We are Catholic. We should go to this mass. So you guys should be like, what do you mean we're not going to mass? Oh, so I'm going to go by myself? Like how easily that comes out of our 14 year old mouth. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we can be like, if we can calm down and just be like, Hey guys, like, so I've decided I'm going to go to the 4 PM mass because it's won't be such a problem for the little kids and for the Mm -hmm. meal we're having or the visiting. So that's what I'm going to go. If anybody wants to come, I'm going to be heading out the door around three 30, but no pressure. Like I really don't want to pressure you guys, but that's when I'm going. If you Mm -hmm. want to join me, then there's like, I've thought about it. I'm finding a good time. You guys can join me, but I, I, I don't want you to feel obligated. Okay. Yeah. She's it, doing her thing or yeah, I do want to do that. Yeah. And if you want to go the extra mile and win the brownie points, okay, I'm going to the four o'clock mass. Here's your chance to say, because I'm excited to celebrate Christ's coming, but also because I am excited to have Christmas dinner with everyone yeah. at six, that yeah, people exactly. see that, wow, yeah. they like- They have value too. They have value too. And yeah, they, they yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. So, so I, I think we kind of understand that, yeah, the big thing is when do you go to Mass? And, and what we're saying here is you go to Mass um, based on what would best serve the family dynamics. I was talking to someone the other day actually about uh, being home with family that you know aren't into it. And the parent's response to her was, why do you always choose religion over family? So this is what happens to missionary disciples, that you're perceived as choosing religion over family. So I like the way you worded it, Garrett, because we need to, of course we value our family. They're the ones we want to bring to Christ the most, right? So we have to watch our hearts and our dynamics with them. And it's like, oh, like, no, you guys are like, like, I love, there's no, there's no topping my love for the mm-hmm. family. Or I, I don't know, I, I got to word that properly somehow, but we want to communicate to our families like, no, I've thought this through and I figured this would be the best way for us to, for me to get to mass, for you guys to come with me if you want. 
this will be a good time, right? Yeah, and we'll still make it to grandma's dinner. Yeah. But but okay, and yeah, this is a, a fascinating conversation. And again, you know, we can really approach it with kind of an angst in our in our heart, you know, or we can actually have a, uh, an awareness of what is actually happening. You know, think about it. Let's just pull back here and, you know, just remove our, our emotions from it and look objectively what's happening. What's happening is families are getting together. They might say it's for the holidays, but everyone knows that it is for Christmas, Christmas, you know, like it's the birth of Christ, Christmas. That's sick. I mean, whatever. Weird. Yeah, but it is the birth of Christ that's being celebrated. He might not be mentioned, but that's we're we're gathering in his name. And those Christmas carols are playing exactly. in the house, right? Like the angels are playing in the background. They are. They're These. in your house. And so maybe, you know, like, okay, now we make a good, we make a decision in regards to when we go to mass. But also, you know, the two or three days, you know, before and after Christmas, you know, we're, we're together with family a lot. This might be a good opportunity as the music is playing or when, when you just kind of come to that place where you're all sitting around the table and everyone's eating and having a good time is to kind of just almost stop in your own heart and just and, and thank the Lord. Uh, recognize where you're at, what this is happening, and then invite the Holy Spirit to just be present. So you're praying, interceding as this is happening. They don't have to know that, um, you know. But you take moments throughout the day. Maybe that might be you know a, a real concrete thing you can do. Is that while you're with your family, at least take um, an opportunity, one or two minutes over the, the span of the holidays to just stop. Maybe every day, maybe before every meal or during every meal, every kind of interaction, just make a point to stop and, and just recognize what's happening in the background. The angels are singing because the music is playing and the name of Jesus and birth of Christ is being sung. That we're gathering as a family in his name, Christmas, um, and you just stop and, and objectively see what's happening and then do your work of interceding, standing in the gap and, and praying that this they would be able to see what's happening and hear, you know, what's happening. Um, so that, that would be a concrete thing. The another, mass. Yeah, another concrete thing would be um, a real reliance on the Holy Spirit um, during that visit at home, because on your own effort, you're going to be 14. But through the, the the work of sanctification in your heart by the Holy Spirit, you can be a child of God, not a 14-year-old child. So moment by moment, interaction by interaction, begging the Holy Spirit for the strength to respond in love, to respond in kindness, to respond not defensively. like Because it just it can spin out of control so fast in the family dynamic. You need to be in constant dialogue with the Holy Spirit to... Have your wits about you, in a sense, like to be on alert. Do an Advent thing. Be be ready. Be waiting. Be on alert yeah. because the enemy is prowling around in the dynamic of your family to take you out and so take explain them out. explain that. Like if basically Paul says pray always, but you know, paint a picture of what that would look like. Okay, it's um, you're spending um, you got five hours with your family um, 
uh, you know, on Christmas Day. Tell me kind of the way you would be praying and asking for the Holy Spirit. Do you have any examples that how that would Gosh, look? I don't know. It might be just dynamics with certain people in the family where, you know, doing the meal or uh, trying to play games and and someone's, you know, always got the comments and you just, you know, you see it coming. Like this is going to happen. So it's going to play out. And that comment got on my nerves and you're, you're starting to already get worked up. And that's where you, if you're in constant conversation with the Holy spirit, you're, you're self-aware. You can say like, okay, I'm getting mm-hmm. sucked into it right now. He's, he's doing that thing. I'm going to do that thing. Okay. Holy spirit. Oh, help me right now pray to our lady like just say like lord i how do i respond like how can i do love what's the next loving thing to do here um there's a self-awareness if you just flop through the holidays with your family you will like fall on your face so you're just having a dialogue as situations come up be be cognizant of uh your conversation with god for grace um to Mm -hmm. be able to 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 respond uh, the way we as are a new called. creation, yeah, right? as a new creation, yeah. yeah. That's an easy thing to do, I think. Huh? That would it be... is. It just it's there's an awareness piece. Yeah, so mm. it's aware, self aware. You got to keep your channel and God open. aware. Yeah, you know, yeah. like you got to like keep the radio station going because um, yeah, the antenna up. Yeah, and yeah. and and building off that point, um, and kind of tying into what you were saying, Andre, when we're home for the holidays, particularly if we're in a family situation where we're we're almost the black sheep because we're mm. a missionary disciple, or even just because we're practicing our faith. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to give praise to God when that Christmas song comes on or when your brother does something kind for either you or for someone else. Like, give praise to God for that because our family is a gift to us. So pra- are you other- saying praise out loud or praise no, to them? Pra- praise interiorly. You can okay, intercede yes. for them, but just okay. give praise interiorly. It's like, wow, thank you. Recognize the moment. Yeah, okay, yeah recognize yes. the moment. Just, yeah. you know, thank you, God, for... My brother Bill, who not Bill, please Bill, okay. you, I just <laughs> do not have the patience for Bill. Oh, you okay, have to love him for brother Bobby, who uh, uh, he's worse. <laughs> okay, well, he always gets on my nerves, but he made a kind comment to me. You know, thank you God for that and for that moment. Yeah. Like, if if we go and just looking for the little things, Excellent. we will probably be surprised at how yeah. often we're giving praise, exactly. and we'll start to see our family rather than wow, you guys are a real boat anchor on my faith life, but actually, mm. wow, you guys are actually like, yeah, you still drive me there's nuts, goodness but here. there's, there, there's goodness. a lot of goodness here and I can work with that. Yeah, yeah I think, it, wouldn't that, changing your attitude, mm-hmm. uh, I think, yeah, that's that's an excellent little thing we can do. Yeah. Um, and by the way, they will see that, you know, I mean, we don't even have to say it, but they'll see the twinkle in our eye. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really watching those battles. Like, is this the battle you really want to fight right now with family? Like, just like let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the comments, the jabs, like just like just die to yourself. Yeah. It's not worth the battle. Yeah, and always think of you're doing this for them and their first souls, and this is a long game you're playing. Mm-hmm. Jesus did it for our souls. Jesus did it for our souls, and he took for him it was thirty three years. He didn't. He wasn't born, and then three days later, die for us. It was a long process for him. It's gonna be a long process for us. We die to ourselves, but always keep in mind that if I persevere in this race, I'm going to win. I'm just imagining Jesus after that comment, uh, Gerhard, uh, the shepherds coming to the manger scene and Jesus, you know, a newborn gets up and says, repent. <laughs> like if Did he, he do that? No, but if 
is a long game that he played yes, you know, 33 years but well even for the lord nazareth you know they want to throw him off the cliff like your your hometown your family like it's just really not yeah. going to be so into you yeah. so it's just it, it yeah you have to soft gloves so one other thing about you know choosing a mass let's say even you had to go to mass alone um at a convenient time and there can be a real loneliness in that um feeling like the, a disappointment that the family's not there um, I've talked with one friend who who shared like her story of going to mass alone, and she said it was actually a retreat for her. She had such a beautiful and intimate time of prayer that she said she would have never been able to have had if her family was there because she would have been always worried about what they were thinking, how they were reacting, how they were huffing and puffing or shuffling in the seat, how annoyed or, or you know, just looking at their clock. She said, like, I didn't have to worry about them. I just entered in and I just... In- sang the songs to my heart and I was able to hear the words and enter in with prayer and pray a little bit after mass. And she said it was just a beautiful time of prayer for her going to mass alone. And so she didn't regret, um, not having her family. Let me reword that. It's not that she didn't regret it. It's just, there was a certain freedom that it actually gave her. So if the family wasn't coming, it still can be a blessing. It still could be a blessing. Yeah. And then I said like, oh, well, what was that dynamic like when you came back? You know, because I was imagining, oh, she could walk into the door. If it was me, my bad attitude, I might walk in with like a huff and a puff and put my coat away and like, you know, a lot of sighing. Judgment. Be- judgment. Because I'm like, okay, you guys didn't go to mass. Like- it's like Jesus, instead of coming as a baby, comes as an elbow smash. You know, comes into the world. Pile drive to the face. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know, that could have really been how she walked in the door. And she said, no, she goes, I actually, I came in by God's grace. I was so um, at peace. I was in so much joy for having had such a beautiful celebration of the birth of Christ that I was so ready to have Christmas supper and open the gifts. I was, I was in the true Christmas spirit. Yeah. And I, that joy just took over in the lightness in which I went about the family and I was I was sincerely happy to celebrate Christmas with the family because I had celebrated it well at church, that it gave me that full freedom to be that way. And I was I was really impressed with her her sharing of it because I expected her to maybe have, you know, like I would, kind of have a huffy attitude coming in the door. I went to Mass, you didn't like and be having that chip on my shoulder for you know most of the meal. But um, mm-hmm. so that was a, that was a great um, example that she gave for those that are, you know, missionary disciples saying, like, I will be going alone. Hey, maybe this is your opportunity to um, and we should. Should it not be to our families? We go to mass, we, we worship the Lord and we come back and we're ripped off at people or we come back and we are. That's never happened before. I don't think anybody. <laughs> no, probably doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think she walked in the door like a Disney princess. You know, she was like happy, singing, delightful, loving beautiful that's what i'm gonna do next time i go to mass i'm gonna come back like uh disney Disney princess sure thanks for joining us today for our conversation this is part three of our four-part series for advent next week andre angel and myself will have a conversation around how to interiorly prepare yourself for christmas day and the christmas season If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share us with your friends. If you have any questions, comments, queries, quandaries, conundrums, or otherwise, please email us at podcast at cco.ca. Once again, I'm your host, Gerhard, and you're listening to the Missionary Disciple Podcast by Catholic Christian Outreach. Until next time, God bless.